from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Woo, my pets are on fire. Something I didn't account for, though, in the push-ups. Hold on. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So Pat Riley said that he could out-push-up Ira Winderman. And we all agree. <laughs> uh, again, me, Ken LeVick, Theodore, CWPTV News, Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Still on the banner, it's Friday Night Lights. That the indicator is how, much, how many push-ups you're doing in one fell swoop. Yeah. Like just banging them out. Um, so in the break... I did 50, but my push-ups are down all the way, come straight arm at the top, mm. right? Stone banged out like 60 of them, but he's doing these like half up, he's doing bang the them out, quickie I call them the quickies, push-ups. where you just quick pumps. And I didn't take that into account. I thought that Stone was going to actually use like proper form, mm. and he didn't. He did like the... It's the second day of two days in the heat. I'm Facts. just going to get these done yeah. type of push He did them like they were punishment push-ups that coach blew the whistle. Hey, yeah, and then turned his back, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. then Stone performed his quote-unquote punishment. <laughs> now, is that my fault for only being accustomed to punishment push-ups? That's, I was about to say, it makes sense. I cannot it argue that. I can, that's what you know, and so I can't argue it. Now, Theo, in the next break, is going to see. Yeah. Um, uh, but he's you're, you're doing the... The the lock in. At I'm gonna go the straight top. arms. Yeah, that's okay. how. Yeah, that's how we gonna bang them out. Now, okay. I will one. Two things I want to factor in. Yesterday, I had an excruciating workout with an amateur boxer. So my back. Really? Yes. Not a. I wasn't boxing him. We. I worked out with him at the gym, okay. and boxers train totally oh, different. Is what I've learned. Boxer training is <laughs> unbelievable, and you don't really know about it until you've seen it. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's like going to like a boxing class or a kickboxing class. Yeah. Uh-uh. Boxer training, it's the most those are the most well-conditioned athletes on the planet. Yeah. yeah. I get sick watching some of their workout videos. Like you're just beating your body up. Right. It seems like what those guys and, do. And so, with maximum speed at all times. Yeah. So I beat my body up and then four hours later I played a full court game of basketball against <laughs> yeah, against another team. And we I played all forty minutes, two twenty minute halves. So my body is a little hurt right now, but I still know I can at least give me about 45 right. of them. I prefer you not to hurt yourself, at hey, least on my watch. It's though. worth it. It's worth it. I can't let my brothers. Y'all both already dropped and gave about 50. I can't leave y'all hanging. All right. Can All right. We're a team. Ken, it's always a red flag when you do talk about your injuries and yeah. stuff before you do. <laughs> I know. conference before the game, right. I'm already right. making excuses for myself. Right. There's already a red flag just waving <laughs> over Theo. So once he gets to like 30 and we see him like, like start oh, to feel back. his back, oh, oh you know, no, what no, do we make of it? No excuses. I'm banging out 50. No right. excuses. I, I got this. And, and we're not going to get in trouble with your fiance if you go home hurt tonight? She'll think it happened yesterday. I'll act like <laughs> she's not listening. There's no way she's listening right now. <laughs> like, oh, that boxing workout yeah. was killer yesterday. I'm like, you know what? It starts to linger. It really gets to you when you sit down uh-huh. for two hours straight. Uh-huh. That's what I'll tell them. That, all right, yeah. good, good. We've got a plan. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Ricky on Instagram tweets, uh, Dustin Johnson gets paid $125 million to sign with LIV. That's 12 years on the PGA Tour, winning four times a year. Devaluation of money. If he doesn't really, really love golf, this gives him a chance to play for three years and he never has to do anything else again. If Ken Levicka got offered 30 times what he's making now to go take the same job at a different company, what would you do? Uh, I mean... ESPN West Palm. It's where my heart is. Yeah, of course. Of course I'd go to that other job. <laughs> you kidding me? Of course. And How do we know that's not what you're doing when you go on this trip to Jamaica? <laughs> How do yeah, we know that yeah. that's not the I'm plan? going to, quote-unquote, Montego yeah. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah. He's working out a deal. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm actually headed to New York. No, but it um that that's what, what you've been saying, especially Theo, is like this is capitalism, man. Dude, you like the- capitalism until it takes away your favorite golfer, and just because you don't like where the money comes from doesn't make it any less capitalism. Yeah. This is this is what our country was built on. If you really are a, a constitutionalist, a, a flag waving American that just loves the red, white, and blue star spangled banner me up. You should be applauding this. You should be like Yes, the American yeah. dream. But the same, Go get that money. It's those same people um, then that are always, yeah, yeah, make your money. Yeah. Get to the top in America that are like, Dustin Johnson's getting money from the Saudis that are like, 18-year-olds are getting paid oh, they hate to play college football. Ugh. So just like your outrage, you only select your outrage and you only select your capitalism where you like it. You know, like there are very yeah, Venn diagram. Yeah. Those people are overlapping. They're right there in the middle. Ken, what was it that the Dan Levitard group in their show did? Who you got to stop calling them that. You <laughs> have to I knew stop. Was gonna you, say I can't is that let why you, you were smiling? Keep doing it. I can't. Lebatard. Le- but he likes saying Lebatard. Yeah. I just don't get like. It. Is it a bit now, or do you actually think that's his name? To be honest, I tried to say his name correctly. Like it that's slips how out. I, say it. I it can slips tell it's, out. Yeah, it's like he's not even trying to do it. It's just what is up, man? What's up? <laughs> so, what is up with you? Ken, tell me what Ken or uh, Dan, not Ken Lebatard. <laughs> Look at y'all. Hi. Look at y'all. Uh-huh. What Dan Levitard and them did. Who'd they break away from? And I know they're by ESPN. Them. They're with Metal Arc Media now. Okay. They, they created their own entity that is uh, that John Skipper, who is the former uh, president CEO of the ESPN, uh, he left that position. And now he is in the same position with Metal Arc Media, which he uh, teamed up with Dan Levitard to run. Levitard just felt like um, it, it was not a conducive environment relationship with ESPN any longer. Uh, contracts were not renewed, and they they broke off. Okay, why? Because no, I, I mean I followed it all. I remember all the whole pirate ship thing, and it, yeah. it, it just seems similar. Like if we can go make our money mm-hmm. this way, and they couldn't doing it our way, yep. you know, with these people, that's always the best way to do it. Bill Simmons in the ringer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, being yeah. able to do it your way is always the best way to do it if you can sustain and continue to be lucrative. And it seems like that's what Draymond Green's starting to do right now, joining with Colin Coward and, and, yeah. and doing these things. Draymond Green has a future in media, yeah. and uh, you know it's he's he's gotten a nice base. I think he's good. He it, what Draymond Green is doing is not only incredible. I think if the Warriors win this championship, it will be. Lit- like, think about it. He's documenting and podcasting his way to a championship right now. He's so that sick. Is, that is not just unprecedented. That is going to be, like, literally the— Trendsetting. We're going to look back yeah. on this finals run, especially if the Warriors win, as, like, wow. Yeah. Like, and that is it'd be like, crazy. This started, this started the next trend yeah. in, in sports Yeah, media. and when athletes hate that narratives get created by the media, he's like, I'm going to hit it firsthand. He's right? killing this whole, it. This whole technical foul thing— We'll speak on it the next day. Yeah. The yeah. next morning, you'll get it from my account. And that's where athletes He's are probably going to turn. It. He's killing See, it. and what's good is that I think that that would scare some people in old school media. Yes. Like, oh, I want a chance to react to it before Draymond Green does. But the yeah. great thing about our show is we're lazy as hell. Yeah, man. And all we do <laughs> is react to what other people say. So I hope Draymond has his podcast at like 10 o'clock Eastern time yep. so we can take the clips from it and just react off of it. I'm totally good with it. Draymond makes my life easier. Draymond, podcast on, bro. Love it. I think it's a strength of you, Ken, and us. I think most people Being don't. lazy? Yes. Yeah, in a sense, <laughs> because people don't want to hear the stuff we already know. We want to 
go against the basic takes that most people have or most like networks and, and stuff do. So I, I don't think it's I just lazy. Find it, I think it's really efficient. I find it to be it's easier to make opinions and make educated opinions and put those out there if you're reacting to something someone said as opposed to an action that was done. Something is much more cut and dry when you hear an explanation about yes. it as opposed to reacting to an action. So not lazy, efficient. So don't say that. It's efficient. It's efficiency, but also I think there are some people that are just threatened by it because they know, like with Patrick Beverly, current NBA player, mm-hmm. being all over the – C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum has a deal with ESPN. Excellent. And he's great. Like he's, he's almost been too good. Because now, because, I know. Like ten years ago, it was, you know, people in sports media were up in arms because former players. Ten, twenty years ago, former players are taking up the jobs as analysts and whatnot, and having the credibility and all mm-hmm. of that. Now you have to deal with former and current players. People are threatened. Yeah. Because what is the route for you now to get to that quote unquote top You're in right. this game? You're right. You got to be like you know a defensive player of the year. Well, what you got to <laughs> do too is make yourself memorable. You, you got to figure out ways to continue to create content. Yeah. And that's that's the bottom line for yeah. it. And that's the thing that I, you know, I, I think we all can. If, you, if you're an aspiring be behind a microphone person, Ooh, you got to be able to create your content. Your work is, think about the guys that are in college right now trying to get into the sports media game. Your work is cut out for you because you have others. Like the competition has never been this well, robust I in mean, the game. I've told Stone this. You got to be able to do everything. Yeah. You can't be the pretty face. You can't have just the great voice. Got to know how to edit. Got to know how to talk. Got to know how to tell stories. Got to know how to do play-by-play. Got to know how to write. Some dopes come out of school unable to write. You're dead. Over if it. you can't write, you Over are it. D-E-A-D dead. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the shortcut now for, for kids under the age of 25 is going viral one or two times yeah. and then getting into the realm. Like a lot of the pranksters we see on YouTube, right? You get one or two to click and stick and you get somebody to quote tweet it who's in the business. You hit them up and then eventually there's your end. That Jack Harlow interview with the red carpet, I think it's at the Met Gala mm-hmm. with uh, Sarah. I, I don't know her name. She, the, she's a young girl. She's just a influencer. Prank. Yeah, she's literally she she was, and she just made funny content in YouTube, and now she works with uh, Vogue or GQ, either either one. See, and she's it's on the red stuff. carpet at yeah. Met Gala. Yeah, get on TikTok, start making some TikToks. Yeah, yeah. Get your dance moves Thank right. God, social media wasn't even close to what it is now when I was coming out of school because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to keep up. Yeah, like there's too much. Like it, TikTok takes a lot of time for a 10 second clip. I was yo. Yo, so so it's my like fiance four hours for ten seconds. My fiance's little sister's like an like an actual influencer. That was my nickname in college. Four hours for ten seconds. Hey, hey it's a lot of work for. Uh, I know, I know. I put in a lot payoff. of work for a little little <laughs> little payoff. No, but my fiance's little sister is like an actual oh. influencer that does all of the TikToking and vlogging uh-huh. and stuff and records herself twenty four seven. And when I tell you, I am like incredulous when she stays with us for like weeks at a time. Sometimes I'm like, dude, you are doing a lot of work. To put together one, I'll see it's like a 15-second reel on Instagram or something, and I just double-tap it, don't even watch the whole thing through. Like, she puts in hours of work yeah. on this stuff, and I am just I'm Well, you amazed. realize, though, you work in local sports television. It's not all that different. It isn't that I different. I feel badly for you. You guys put in a ton <laughs> of work, right, a ton right. of good work. The, you, Keely, Tyree, right, Brian, right. a ton of good work. And then the, the, the executive producer has to come up and be like, oh, by the way, you only get uh, 70 seconds tonight. Like, you're what right. What the hell, bro? I'm a, when, when I leave this show today, I'm driving an hour and a half to Vero Beach to the Jackie Robinson Complex. Yeah. To cover an MLB camp going on there, an hour and a half, which back. is a great story, great and, story. and Theo will cover it well. 
while, but then tonight on the news, what are you going to get, like 90 seconds? Maybe maybe 60 to 90 seconds on it. I'm driving See, three hours saying. alone before I actually start doing my interviews and getting coverage. So maybe I'm the idiot. I'm talking about her TikTok. At least she could do it from the comfort of See, her home. See, this is where I think Theo <laughs> needs to branch out. Theo Dorsey, TikTok TV. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's honestly, I, I'm sure it's there, but it, it. I think for the most part it's untapped. It's, I think. I yeah. think you just have to... Who, you ha- I don't know, outlandish. Like people are doing it. Like I'm a big fan, and and Ken's gonna hate it, but I don't know with uh, Kevin from from Barstool. He does the 60 second man. He's and good. It, he's good. I, I like his 60 I second man. KFC Barstool. Yep. Yeah. KFC Bar. He does a oh, 60 second man, that. and it's pretty much it's the really most good. popular story of the day. And he rants. He rants on it for 60 seconds. Boom. Done. And, and he gets his read or his promo in on the last six, seven seconds. It's really good. And, and, and it's kind of what everybody wants to say, but they're not allowed to say. He does have that platform, and I, I'm a big fan of. I'm subscribed. I think it's like the most efficient, and it's you're right. We're all on our phones, so those 15 seconds, Easy, you're double tapping and rolling. Yeah. You need something quick like that. Yeah, no doubt. I don't rock with Barstool, but, yeah, I do appreciate that I hear you doing you. the quick. Yeah, it's I good hear stuff, you. I'm sure. Uh, let's get to a little bit of Pat Riley here. Speaking of reacting to things that uh, that people say, Stone, could you, uh, from from last week, could you, uh, could you play us Tyler Hero? Um, I sent it to you if you have it. Uh, Tyler Hero discussing next year. And discussing what's next for him, because uh, Tyler Hero, how would you, how would you describe Theo Tyler Hero's playoff performance? Underwhelming, but also, you know, again, the Bill Parcells, uh, you know, his saying is your best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. He was also hurt a bit of it, so that has to factor. That did in. not help. That did not help. But even but it was underwhelming. That, it was definitely underwhelming playoff he, performance. He just looked tight. He looked like he was playing a little bit too fast. He looked young. He looked young. And also, he's just a liability on defense, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, there's no question about that. And so, this week, Tyler Hero met with the media, and uh, or last week, late last week, Tyler Hero was asked about next year and whether or not he wants to be a starter. He's the sixth man of the year. Here's Tyler Hero. Um, Tyler, you, you accepted the bench role this year, and you made the best of it, obviously. You ended up winning sixth man of the year. Is it a priority for you this offseason to become a starter, a full-time starter for this team next year? Uh, yeah, for sure. In some some way, I would like to start. Um, I think it's my fourth year, so I think I've earned it, and we'll see what happens. That's not how it works. He thinks he's earned it. Uh, fourth year, sixth man of the year, thinks he's earned it. Um, you're right. It's not gen- generally how that works, but the man is, has gotten buckets. The man has proven he can be a scorer in this league, a consistent scorer. He's won a lucrative postseason award in the NBA. So uh, that's regular the season award. Yeah. Regular season award, right? But so I, I love, I, I love your explanation of it, and that's why I'm glad Pat Riley did address the way he did address it. So here is Pat Riley when posed a question about Tyler Hero. This from yesterday. I don't even think he's here yet, you know, really here yet as a, as a full-time, complete uh, player. And I say that about a player that averaged 20 and shot 37, 38% from three, can score in bunches, can score at the rim, can score on floaters, can score on pull-ups, can score on threes. You know, I mean, he gets out on the break, uh, and he's 22. He's 21, 22 years old. So... Uh, you know, the next step for him, and I think we're seeing this in, in the league, if you want to win a championship and and you want to be a starter, uh, you really have to become a two-way player today. And you have to improve in certain areas of your game. Now, we all know that at one time or another, you know, 
that, you know, teams will always put a target on Tyler's back or Duncan's back or Max's back or somebody else that they think they can beat one-on-one on a switch. And so I saw improvement in his defense this year. He's got great feet. He's got quick feet, and he just needs to get stronger again. Yes. You know, and... You know, another 10 pounds of, of muscle mass, and, and, and he just needs to get stronger from a leverage standpoint because I think he's he still has a lot to the upside. But as far as being a starter, come to training camp and win it. You come to training camp and win it. Sometimes it's that easy, and sometimes, you know, the fit, as Spo, you know, talked about over the last two or three years, he, it was better for us coming in, balancing the energy of scoring uh, and having somebody that could, can really you know, control the ball. So if he wants to be a starter, we'll see in October. That's something that you earn, you know. And uh, there's no doubt that he has the qualities to be that. Something that you earn. Thank you. That's that's what I wanted. You don't earn it by getting older, Tyler. He's like, I'm, you know, this is my third or fourth year, I think. You don't earn it by getting older. You earn it by literally becoming a person that has to be a starter. On a, you're not Bradley Bill, okay? Mm-hmm. You're not 30 a game if we put you in the starting lineup. You're a 20 to 22 point per game scorer who is a literal liability on defense. You have to earn it. Can I, um, can I put on the tinfoil hat for just a moment here <laughs> and uh, maybe twist words into something they, they don't mean but it crossed my mind that maybe this is a ploy. Maybe I'm giving Pat Riley too much credit for like a Da Vinci Code type of situation, but mm. he spent the first 25 to 30 seconds discussing Tyler Hero just blowing him up. He's not even here yet. He's holding his, his hand in the air. Not even here yet, but he can do all these things. He can score off the dribble. He can shoot from three. He can get to the rim. He can do all these things, do all these things, do all these things, and he's only 22, 21, 22 years old. Is there any way, any way, that he's trying to gas him up because he's going to be shopped. Oh yeah, you not, think there there there's a chance that that's that's not a possibility. It's not even a question. He's the he's the main trade chip okay. for the Miami Heat this offseason if they want to improve. And in other you know that that press conference or whatever you want to call it that Pat Riley had, he talked about them looking to improve the roster this offseason. He talked about we might right need to bat. add more. Right off we the might need. So who's your biggest trade piece? It's not Duncan Robinson because he had a bad year. Obviously, the contract works out to where $20 million a year, you can actually move that easy. But it's Tyler Hero who shows promise. He's young. He's sixth man of the year, and he thinks he should be a starter. Of course, that's your biggest trade piece. And See, he, go ahead, Sean. No, Well, I didn't know where you were going originally. I thought you were going the route of gassing him up. To motivate him. Oh no! Hell and, no! And, and now, I mean, maybe, but I was, I was gonna say, I think he almost shops himself. Like a twenty-two-year-old, he's a ripe fruit hanging from the tree. Anybody wants him, you know, for anything. Like it won't be that hard to get rid of him. But I was gonna tell you, KYP, know your personnel. Like I, I don't think he gets motivated or pushed that way. He seems like a quiet, defensive, standoffish kid with like not the 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 correct attitude you'd want. But, but he does have that dog he, in him. But I don't think that he develops the way he's developed as a player under this system in that organization without being able to be coached and pushed. Yeah, they they've had him for three years. They've been pushing him and they Pat Riley doesn't need to motivate him in the media. 
Yeah, Pat Riley has been and, and Eric Spoelstra. I think they've been motivating him within the confines. I, I I I can't disagree with that. I just sometimes am turned off by the way he does answer questions and the way he walks well, and talks. Like oh, Tyler, they, even, yeah, even answering it right there. That was a terrible answer. I mean, it was it was, it was awful. Yeah. So you're saying like <laughs> it was yeah for sure. Like like I I mean I, come on. Like we just talked about he called and like Kyle Lowry can get up there and give you you know biblical stuff. Like he can flow. Jimmy Butler gives yeah. you the stuff you need. Even Bam's well spoken. Tyler just sounds like a 22-year-old kid, and at times it always throws me. Yeah, but I don't think you can use that and then make an overall sweeping judgment on the type of player and what motivates Tyler Hero. I think the the only problem I had with what Tyler Hero said was he's not – I don't think he's getting it. I think he thinks – he should be a starter because, because of years accrued. Yes. It doesn't work like that. He's like, oh, it's about to be my fourth year. Yeah, I'm no. six man. Like, no, dude, you're the reason why you're six man of the year is because literally the Heat, who have a better basketball brain than you, Eric Spoelstra, Pat Riley, all of these guys who make those decisions, they knew that you would mm-hmm. be a star in that role. You're right. six man of the year because you were the best six it man. It made no sense for him to be a starter yeah. because the drop off from Tyler Hero to whoever you would insert would make your second team immediately significantly worse. Exactly. Now we don't have the scoring off the bench when Jimmy has to come out and take right. a breather or Kyle Lowry. We don't have an initiator off the bench. Whereas you can plug in Max Struess and the drop-off from Max from Tyler Hero to Max Struess in an offense that has Kyle Lowry, Jimmy, and Bam isn't as great as the drop-off from, like you said, yeah. taking Tyler Hero off of that bench unit. Right. So, And again, you're going up against... Second team guys on the other team as well. So, like, there's a method to the madness with the Heat with him right now. Right. And for him to think, oh, it's year four, it's my time to start, this isn't 2K my career. All no, right. No. This isn't your my player and, story where you just get to start because you played enough right. games. And Tyler Hero, again, his defense, he can't start. He can't. On this team, playing the defense that he plays, wasn't he third in minutes on the Heat overall? Even being yeah. arguably the worst defender on the team, he was up there. I don't remember if it was. I, I don't remember. If he was. Top he was getting three. like I think he was top three. Like, like he's getting high twenty minutes per game, pushing thirty, especially in crucial games. Yeah, we'll double check that. I think he was top three. I think it was Jimmy, uh, and then Bam, and then him. Yeah. I and again, he doesn't play any defense, and he coming off the bench had top three minutes on the team. Uh, and and then there's the quandary that is Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, I feel for, because he showed some flashes of being the championship point guard during the course of the season. Eric Spolster said it. He was rolling uh, with about six games left to go. Then he started to get hurt. He had the hamstring problem. Uh, There's no doubt that Kyle Lowry missed his fair share of time due to personal reasons and injuries this year. This was the the synopsis of Kyle Lowry's season and what's next, according to Pat Riley yesterday. You know, Kyle had uh, a challenging year for a lot of reasons, and... uh, I don't have to get into them. They're personal. They're, they're other things. But he had a challenging year with the move and 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 everything uh, earlier in the season. With uh, he had some injuries, missed some time, and then there were some personal issues. But look, at, the the bottom line with me and for me, uh, as far as uh, hoping that you can get the most out of a player. It, I don't have to go back and, and talk about it. Is that you got to be in world class shape? You just have to be, and and uh, that is something. As you get older, there's a point of diminishing returns. As you get a little bit older, that when you're younger, you can 
you know, you can do things in spite of that, but I'm not saying that when he was younger, he wasn't in the kind of condition that he was in this year, but he definitely is going to have to address that and uh, it will be addressed. And to get to what the perfect, you know, overall conditioning for him to be successful because he plays the game you know, in a manner where he needs his strength and his size. You know, he's uh, he's not you know he's not Tyler Hero. He's he's not that lean kind of guy. But but I think he can be in better shape. And you know, and I do believe that the pain of of losing and the reminders that you send out about this, uh, you know, might change his mind a little bit. But I do think that uh, that he can be in better shape next year and. You know, we'll address it and we'll try to help him as best as we can because it's not easy when you get a little bit older. So, Is anything that Pat Riley said about Kyle Lowry and his, his physical nature, his conditioning, his shape, is anything about that unfair? Because there were, there were a lot of basketball people yesterday all over social media saying that Pat Riley was being extremely unfair. How dare he, a veteran, a, a, a regarded championship veteran like that, Pat Riley openly, publicly call out Kyle Lowry's weight, mm. his, his, his ability to, to play in shape. And I thought that was completely fair because I think looking at Kyle Lowry, it's pretty obvious that the conditioning, especially in the postseason, it, it just it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough for his standards. And I would doubt that Pat Riley says something about that without that conversation coming up multiple times during the course of the season between yeah. Kyle Lowry and decision makers. It, it was quite obvious that though the Heat do have that hard line of the body fat percentage and the conditioning test and all of that, that's part of Heat culture, it was quite obvious throughout the year and especially in the playoffs, like they made a pass for Kyle Lowry for whatever reason. Like, And he said he kind of prefaced what he said with, Kyle Lowry was going through certain things mm-hmm. with the move and personal stuff that he didn't want to get into. So it was quite obvious they kind of gave Kyle Lowry that excuse and let him kind of ease into it. And it also is becoming more and more obvious that Pat Riley is coming from the horse's mouth here. Pat Riley and on down, they're probably not giving him those same exemptions from it this upcoming this up, season. Yeah. So uh, it's it, cool. Pat Riley, the only reason Pat Riley's talking about it is because it's come up from that level yeah. of the organization, the on-floor level. To him, that yeah, this is this is something that needs to be addressed, and there is not a chance, a solitary chance in hell, that Pat Riley's talking about it yesterday without that conversation with Kyle Lowry already happening. Absolutely. Also, People, you asked this, Ken, if it was fair game or if it was fair the stuff he was saying. He has to be fair game if we're going to talk about Zion the way we do. Just absolutely. And Luca and Luca and Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. And James Harden. How is Kyle Lowry exempt from any of it? But also Kyle Lowry, he can't be exempt because Jimmy Butler's held to that standard, and Tyler Hero's held to that standard, and PJ Tucker is held to that standard, and Bam Adebayo is held to that standard. Kyle Lowry ain't that special. Where the no matter how you feel about it, the the body weight percentage uh, guideline that the Heat use, you can't just two years in a row make an exception for Kyle Lowry. And I think yeah. Kyle Lowry probably understands that. He he. He he's a championship to. point guard. He also is a veteran and somebody that gets it. I'm sure he's grateful and happy that the Heat allowed him to play through this year um, with it. And he played. He was a good. I'm also sick of the narrative that like he was a net negative for the Heat this year. Kyle no, Lowry he was, was a great addition. Not. Yeah, and if he was in better conditioning and wasn't injured, he would have been even better in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry's hamstring doesn't happen. I think the Heat are in the finals right now. Quite definitely. Like. 
quite definitely. The, the Celtics got a couple breaks in the road there with uh, Chris Middleton and the health of the Heat in the past two rounds. I'm not trying to make excuses for either team, but yeah. they did get some lucky breaks there. But I will say, for the Miami Heat and Kyle Lowry next year, it is going to be pivotal for him to be able to, especially because he's going to get a year older too. Like That's another part he's of the problem. My age. He needs to make sure that he's in prime shape for whatever that is. Like I don't know if he has to go on the Chris Paul vegan diet, but he needs to be able to get in better shape so that that doesn't happen again and he doesn't break down. Was Pat Riley unfair to Kyle Lowry calling out his conditioning, calling out his weight yesterday? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. Was Pat Riley unfair to Kyle Lowry yesterday? Hey, the award-winning Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa, located on beautiful Singer Island between Jupiter and West Palm Beach, now hiring. They're looking for positive, smiling faces with a passion for hospitality, whether you're looking for a full-time career or a part-time job. Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa has it all. They're now hiring for front desk agents, room attendants, maintenance technicians, servers, bartenders, baristas, and recreation attendants, just to name a few. Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa offers employees free meals, free covered parking, free short-term disability, free life insurance, vacation time, PTO, health benefits, 401k with a fully vested match, career path planning, Marriott discounts, a $500 referral incentive, and so much more. Call 561-340-1700. Ask to speak with Human Resources for more details. That is the Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa. Was Pat Riley unfair to Kyle Lowry yesterday? 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. I don't want to do this to poor Dunk, but I heard Duncan Robinson on this long shot podcast yesterday, and there's no doubt that Duncan Robinson had uh, what you can consider a lost season, mm. right? Especially as things got later, and especially in the playoffs. And he got a spot take. He got it, yeah. Max 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 Struess legitimately just pilfered his spot and put him on the bench. Like he got yeah. DNPs. Like like not bench contributor, but like nailed yeah. to the bench. And so Duncan Robinson makes a lot of a lot of money, a lot of money. Twenty, yeah, per year. Yeah, per year. Per year. Yeah, per I'm year. sorry, I should have yeah. added that part per, in. Per year, twenty million dollars yeah. per yeah. year to uh, watch um, to watch NBA games courtside. Right. In the playoffs. And, and, and so Duncan Robinson on his Long Shot podcast was discussing how difficult this season was and into the postseason. And I'm just curious what you guys think about it. Here's Duncan Robinson. It does not matter if you're playing JV basketball, if you're playing middle school basketball, if you're playing uh, college basketball, if you're playing in the NBA, the highest level. Not playing is... It sucks, like, in a lot of ways, uh, especially when you feel that you're capable and you feel that you can help win. Um, it's a really, really challenging feeling to combat, especially when you're on the cusp and in the midst of a run where your team is playing really well. It's this really challenging mix of emotions of excitement because you've sacrificed so much to the team uh, and for your own in your own personal life, um, 
to be in this situation, but you also understand that with that sacrifice comes an expectation to feel like you have a role where you're contributing to winning. Um, but in that sense, you know, it's a, it's a real challenge. And what I tried to do, and I'm not saying that I was always perfect in doing so, um, but I, I do, I am proud in, in how I handled uh, the quote-unquote adversity. Mind you, once again, and I've said this before on the show, is like, this is basketball adversity, which is all relative in the grand scheme of many things. So maintaining that perspective, one, first and foremost, I think is important. Um, but then just, just also understanding that, you know, some of what's happening to me is outside of my control and what I can control is how I respond to it. You know, how I choose to embrace these challenges uh, and how I choose to embrace them publicly in a team setting, not necessarily to like the masses. That's, that's not really as important uh, as much as it is just being like the consummate professional. Okay. So let's stop it right there. I, I really like Duncan Robinson I thought that within the, what, two minutes of Duncan Robinson that we just listened to there, there would at least be an acknowledgement that, hey, I was falling short of expectations for me, um, for the team, and instead he's talking about things outside his control, he's talking about the situation he was in, that, and maybe I'm, I'm listening to it the wrong way, reading it the wrong way, I didn't love that from Duncan Robinson, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would say specifically when he started talking about how he felt he could help the team, but... In what way? Because you didn't hit any threes that you took in the postseason exactly. except for game one against the Hawks, and every time you were in the game subsequently, you were uh, a uh, a matador on defense. Yeah. So he And I think it would have been a lot better if he addressed that the Heat did put him in some playoff games, so, albeit sometimes when it was too little too late, but also sometimes early enough in the game to make a shot or two, and yeah. they gave him some shots, they ran plays for him, and he missed the shots. And as, as a shooter, I get it. A lot of shooting is confidence. And his confidence was broken this year for one reason or the other, but he has to be able to acknowledge that, hey, the Heat tried to insert me here and there. Bolster talked about in post-game press conferences, hey, I thought about putting Duncan in there, and in subsequent games, did put Duncan in there, and what did he do? What did he do? He I, I did agree. not contribute. I agree with you, Ken. I think for me, it was the tone and delivery, and and kind of the things it he was neglecting felt to say. Yeah, it was that, and it was also like the likes of a veteran, almost somebody who's been around the league and, and been here and been from team to team, and kind of knows what's what. It's like I, a lot of the things he was saying, I felt like he didn't have the right to say. He's not above criticism at this point, and I, even though he has the great story of how he came from nowhere yeah. and whatnot. The reason why he's not above criticism and the reason why I feel good about saying, hey, you came up short, he's making $20 million a year now. Right. He's no longer a minimum salary guy who made it up out of the G League or whatever. Or got you know, He's making $20 million a year. Like here's, here's the problem. What was out of your control? Unless you're saying Max Struess was better than me, yeah. then I don't know what else would have been out of his control because he was not good enough. And he was a liability anytime he did take to the floor in the postseason. And if he's going to hit the shots, then you can be a liability on defense. Yeah. If you're going to knock down the shots at the clip that he did in the bubble and what he did the year before, you know, the year after, the regular season after and whatnot, the reason why the Heat felt they needed to pay him that money, then you got to hit the shots. Right. right. And he didn't hit the shots. You have to hit the shots. And speaking of, of liabilities, like we were just saying Duncan Robinson was, you know what else is a liability? Is not having a dependable automobile mm. or having an automobile that you are paying way too much monthly for. And here is the solution to both of those that I just brought up. 
Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. The selection, amazing. Fuel-efficient car, fun car, family car. They have everything there for you. But they also have a staff at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach that isn't going to make you feel pressured. They're not going to put you in a tough spot. They're not going to say, well, you you got to leave here with a car. Like, come on. Like, some, some places do that. It It stinks. I hate those car buying experiences. You're not going to to feel that at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You're going to feel helped. That's all we're looking for these days mm. is just some help. And it extends to your wallet as well. Because at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they know that, man, prices are skyrocketing. Uh, automobiles, gasoline, the whole experience. And so they have a credit clinic on site, bank reps on site to make sure that you're coming up with a financing plan that's going to make you comfortable, that's going to make sure you can sleep at night. And I know you can appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. I got my Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. You're going to love your Kia automobile. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. He's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WF. Alex Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. It is the summer of Brightline. Stations West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, big yellow train, nice and fast and really, really stress-free. That's what I care about. Make this the summer of Brightline. Travel in style, travel stress-free. Do something for you. Avoid the traffic, avoid the gridlock, especially with all the rain we get down here. It's Brightline. Just make it part of your routine. Save money on gas and get on the yellow train. I love the premium seats. You will, too. Go Brightline.com. Find out more. Get your passes. Round trip, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, or the free Brightline app. I swear by it. I love it. And you will, too. I talk about it because I love writing it. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Ernesto in Boynton real quick for us, brother. Thank you for hanging on. And Ernesto joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Ernesto? No problem. Thanks for make, uh, taking my call. But real quick, Pat Riley, he's a genius. You know, you know me. I, I'm a New York fan, but he's a genius. He's going to trade everyone available. Duncan, you better shut up. You better bulk up. You better play some defense, buddy. I'm a Michigan fan, so I understand. I, I, I have love for you, but not, don't start talking. It's because you got money that you're a player. Relax. You're about to get traded right now. And I'm saying that because you guys have trade assets. You have available players. So there's a player that I want the Knicks to have, but if the Utah Jazz have a better offer for Miami, oh, God, I'm going to hate Don't Miami. Uh, they, they, they will, yes, there will be no more love. There will be no more love. Appreciate you, Ernesto. Uh, no, speaking of no more love, by the way, yes, Theo Dorsey, Theo Dorsey loves to crap all over your team, your fantasy team. Look you in the eye and say, you Failed. Mm. Insert team here. Failed because he's a troll. Time now for the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rosiu then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. Football players everywhere. I'm not talking about just you, NFL guys. I'm not talking about the D1 college guys. Football players everywhere. Give it up. 
Put the damn football down, retire the cleats, hang up the jersey for good. Why are you wasting your time? Aaron Donald. Let me list off his his, his resume right quick. Three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah. Uh, NFL All-Decade Team, eight-time Pro Bowler. Oh my God. You know how many years he's played in the league? Eight years. He's an eight-time Pro eight Bowler. Eight. All-American in college. Seven-time first-team All-Pro and a Super Bowl champion. I bet he's rich. Maybe the greatest defender of all time. Yeah. He just signed a big deal, huge deal. How much, Theo? Two years, $60 million. Want me to tell you who else makes two, you know, $30 million a year who? right now? Who? Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's not as good as basketball as Aaron Donald is in football. I don't think D'Angelo Russell is anywhere close to Aaron Donald in football. If you are right now playing football, and you don't think you can either become Aaron Donald or be a top 10 franchise quarterback, I don't know why you're doing it because basketball, baseball, golf, tennis, anything else way more lucrative. Give it up, football players. I'm sorry to tell you, but the game is rigged. Trolling all of football. Parents, I hope you took notes. If you love Mm. your kids, you're steering them away from football. Not because of concussions, Mm. but because they can get a better bag elsewhere. And not have to deal with all the CTE and concussions (laughs) and banging your head up and all the drop down and give me 50 push-ups. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone. I'm Ken. We'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) ESPN 106.3.